2: everybody and welcome back to another episode of the badlands podcast the only podcast out there that is 100 percent chiseled and is proudly part of the chair radio network i am mags and uh i've only got one of uh our tri- triumvirate of uh of host today it is the the returning mr paul Tully? paul how are you sir i'm really good thank you how about you yeah, not too bad. Been a, a busy week, uh, but yeah, just glad to uh, have some time to uh, shoot the shit with you and uh, and discuss another of uh, one of wrestling's what ifs.
3: Yeah, this be, this be a good one. This like, I didn't realize it. I, did, I, I didn't realize how much of an impact it could have potentially had. So researching mm-hmm. this one, I've I've loved doing this. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame Rain's not with us today. But um,
2: yeah, I think uh, it's
3: like, like like the old like the old days. This, but we never really did a uh, many double handers, did we? We've always had know,
2: someone with us. We we normally had at least one guest on the show. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's all new, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, Ray is uh, out on assignment. Uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, much love to, to Ray. Definitely go and give him a follow at It's Ray Cash. Show him uh, a little bit of love. Uh, but, yeah, this uh, this was my topic this week. Uh, and I went with uh the what if uh, the, the curtain call never happened. So for, for you younger wrestling cubs out there who uh, may have heard of the current club but not quite understand uh, what it was, um, so back in the middle of uh, 1996, uh, Kevin Nash, uh, who was Diesel at the time, and Scott Hall, who was Razor Ramon, uh, had both uh, kind of um, give notice to the WRF. They were jumping ship to WCW. Uh, and uh, the last show that they, that there were were at for the company was a house show at Madison Square Gardens, uh, May the nineteenth of nineteen ninety six. Um, Kevin Nash as Diesel, he wrestled Shawn Michaels uh, in in the main event, uh, and earlier in the night Scott Hall as Razor Ramon, he had wrestled Hunter S. Um now, uh, what you may not know is that these four people were part of a, a kind of uh, a group backstage, a, a very kind of um, political group in terms of, of stroke and sway with, uh, with with the company and with the other wrestlers called The Click. Uh, and after the the Diesel and and Shawn Michaels match, um, the uh, Razor and Triple H came out to the ring, uh, and they all had a, a hug uh, and, and kind of raised each other's, other's hands. Um, essentially, because this would this could be potentially the last time they they saw each other for for quite a while. Um, now, we as wrestling fans uh, nowadays, with the with the kind of like the death of K. Faber, suppose um, we would see this as like a. Um, uh, a heartwarming moment a kind of a, a good bar but back then kayfabe was was still a, a pretty real thing um and and this was it was not seen as as something that should happen heels and faces shouldn't be interacting in this in this way in the ring and it would have all kind of gone under the under 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 the rug, i suppose if it wasn't for the fact it was filmed on on somebody's uh camera uh which then leaked out into the the kind of burgeoning internet uh and it became huge news absolutely massive news um uh, and it kind of almost forced uh vince's hand uh into in, in, into kind of uh punishing the the wrestlers for, for breaking KFA, for breaking like the 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 hidden wall of wrestling. Um, so with the with the situation, um, uh, of Hall and Nash leaving, um, he couldn't really do anything to punish them too. It was their last night on uh for, for the company and they were they were they were off. Sean sure, Michaels was in um, uh, the position as WWF champion, so it was hard really to to punish him um, for this, and uh, essentially the the blame, uh, rightly or wrongly, uh, fell on Triple H. Uh, he bore the brunt of the blame, and wrestling's kind of like built on this uh, this system of you pay your dues and uh, you you take your punishment and and um, keep quiet about it and work hard and you you you. You get further in 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 the company, in the business, I suppose. So yeah, that's essentially the point we were at. So the the what if um, that I suggested was, what if this incident didn't happen? Um, now we can go um, a, a lot of kind of different ways with this. Uh, the way I've um, kind of uh, took it is that, that uh Scott Hall and D and and um, and Kevin Nash are still moving on. Uh, which which is still the the split from uh, going to WCW, but there's no kind of uh, punishment for for Michaels or for Helmsley. Um, if Paul may have gone a different way, but uh, what do you think of that scenario, Paul?
3: Yeah, I, I've I've gone with yeah, uh, exactly that. So so, uh, so so I've got Hall and Nash leave because it had no impact on them leaving. I wonder if Vince did actually fire them on the night. Just, <laughs> just to make yourself feel you're, better. Uh, you're fired.
2: <laughs> I'm going anyway. No, but I fired you first.
3: And uh, yeah, so Shawn Michaels, as you rightly, rightfully said, didn't really get any punishment. So Shawn Michael, I've assumed Shawn Michaels' career trajectory pretty much stays the same. I think my most my 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 most important aspect here is what happens to Triple H, really, because he doesn't get punished. And uh, I believe his punishment was he had to marry Stephanie, wasn't it?
2: Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> his, his punishment was in in twenty five years he would run the the third brand and get roundly chastised for it, and then took off him. That, I think that was the punishment. <laughs> Vince believes in long term punishing, <laughs> long term booking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I, I've I've
3: I've sent it a lot. I will we'll find out as we talk about. It. I've sent it a lot on Triple H actually.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah um so um I, I, with there only being two of us i don't think uh, there's uh, kind of much point in in one of us uh, rhyming off all their spiel uh, i think we'll just throw it back and forth and and, and kind of like mix it up yeah have um, fun with it so yeah um for again for for those of you not in the know um this incident, whilst it, it seems kind of petty that someone will be getting punished for it, it does have a massive knock on effect to what happened uh, throughout wrestling, and and huge. Th- yeah, this this incident leads to arguably the 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 kind of build for the biggest star that wrestling would have for for decades. Um, so essentially, um, Triple H was booked to win the the King of the Ring later that year. Um, one of uh, the kind of um, punishments he, he he got was that he wouldn't win that King of the Ring, uh, so that meant that WWF would be kind of scrambling for another winner, and that winner ended up being one Stone Cold Steve Austin, and at that that King of the Ring after after he won, he cut a very infamous uh, promo where uh, he uh, he essentially chastised Jake Roberts, saying you can uh, thump your bible. And say your prayers, uh, read your John 316. But Austin 316 says, I just kick your ass. And if you believe the WWE kind of a narrative about it, the day after he was a huge star, uh, went on to be multiple world, uh, times world champion, uh, the face of the the attitude era, kind of the anti hero, the guy that everybody wanted to be, beat up his boss, uh, flipped the bird to everyone, um it it doesn't exactly ring true and uh if you've been listening along with uh, a change in attitude you'll, you'll kind of understand that this that kind of um, transformation from stone cold into austin 316 actually takes a hell of a long time i mean we're still not there now um and we started exactly at the king of the ring and we we're nearly 6 months down the line and we're still not at that point where he's the the huge star yet um so the the wwf narrative is is pretty much typical that they they kind of rewrite history to to fit the story um but yeah essentially triple h would have been that person so we wouldn't have got um, that promo on that. Now we wouldn't have had uh, Austin starting that trajectory by winning that King of the Ring. Um, so that kind of leads the WWF totally down a different uh, kind of timeline for me. Absolutely,
3: you have to, you have to wonder what does become of Austin if Triple H doesn't receive this punishment mm-hmm. because, uh, because as you said, the actual the WWE narrative about Stone Cold Steve Austin and his rise to well being the biggest star on the show, you know, for, from, from 97 onwards, that, that, that's not true. Um, the, the uh, Austin 316 promo itself was, was written on the night, I believe
2: by, he, by, by he, Michael he, Hayes. Well, um, he, he, uh, I believe Michael Hayes took uh, a little bit of inspiration, but a lot of it was, was, uh, Austin just going off the off the off the cuff and making a lot of it up. So yeah,
3: yeah. But the the, the idea for that promo happened on the night. Mm-hmm. Who knows when the idea for Austin winning? Maybe that was on the night. Maybe it was a few nights before. It wasn't a long term planned thing. And for, as you say, for, for, for you you're, you watch six months on with um, a changing attitude. Even after King of the Ring, the the, the story is and, and it's the story from Steve Austin himself is Vince wasn't. Vince didn't buy it. Vince wasn't no. Vince didn't believe in the Stone Cold character and, and he and he didn't want him to I think the story is that he didn't want him to do these promos that were that were making people laugh and that people were liking because cause Steve Austin was still a heel. He was a heel when he cut that promo, he's a heel when he won King of the Ring. So all oh, although you, you 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 there's an argument that Things would always come back round eventually because because Steve Austin was who he was. I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think this really, it, it, he needed to win that King of the Ring and he needed to cut that promo because you, yeah. you need to. As also again, if you if you're if you're perhaps younger and you're looking back, I don't think you truly understand like the cultural phenomenon Austin Three Sixteen was when you Correct. had sports like. Even foot, even soccer over here, but sports in sports in America, in the, the, you have the three sixteen signs everywhere, mm-hmm. like literally everywhere. It went on to be the biggest selling T shirt for a long, long time for the, the for the WWF. Yeah,
2: and it, you, you're absolutely right. It, it became it became bigger than wrestling. Yeah, I mean it it, it, it
3: was it was up to, it, you know up there with Hulkamania, wasn't it? essentially it was one of those i don't think we really see it anymore perhaps the last one was the was the yes movement um that kind of caught on beyond wrestling itself but that doesn't happen very often
2: no you're you're absolutely right and um if we didn't get that promo um i i have no doubts that austin wouldn't would have still made it as a, a big star but I think uh there was kind of almost like a catching lightning in a bottle with him winning that tournament, then cutting that promo. And yeah, it was a slow build, but he he rolled with it. Um if he didn't win that that um that um tournament, and he didn't cut that promo, he wouldn't have that that um that character to to run with. So it would just be the, the 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 stone cold that came just before that who would just transitioned out of being uh, the ringmaster somebody who was in in essence bland. It was just a typical bad guy heel wore black boots, black tarts. There was nothing really kind of iconic about him until they put a mark in his hand and, and let him run his mouth. And that's what kind of like sold him to the crowd. Um so I think without that opportunity um he struggles to, to reach the, the, the level of star that he, he become.
3: Yeah I completely I completely agree. But just that, that I mean that, that leads you on all sorts of avenues. If, if someone called Steve Austin doesn't become the Stone called Steve Austin, we know. I mean he was he was leading the charge for mm-hmm. for, for WF. Like I say ninety seven through through ninety nine.
2: Yeah so if we follow that that kind of um, that pathway down I mean we it's interesting that we're talking about the current call and the click, and we've not even reached the click yet. Um, but if you follow that pathway down, uh, if we've no Austin uh, 316, what that was the catalyst for the fight back against WCW. Um, yeah. Without that, uh, like I said, without him leading the charge, without him being the face of the company, without him being um, the, the person that... That brings that um, disillusioned audience back uh, from the the kind of um, uh, the the rock and wrestling new generation, uh, one foot in the '80s, one foot in the '90s style uh, era that that WWF were, were going through. Vince has already said he he was. He was on the bones of his ass. He was struggling financially. We get the all issue uh, a few months later about him not being able to afford Brett uh, Brett's contract because the company are financially struggling. Um, we spoke about how they wanted to um, essentially put the his is his pay at the back end of his twenty year contract because they couldn't afford it, and they were hoping that uh, there'd be an upturn in in revenue. Without Austin leading that charge, where does that upturn in revenue come from? It, it it just doesn't. We don't get the Mister McMahon character, uh, which is another kind of big factor in in uh, WF essentially slaying the WCW. I think it it eventually leads to the company really, really struggling and perhaps even folding or or being bought bought out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that it's that is that real, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, 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 from
3: this one incident. It's crazy how things uh, Vin, Vin, Vince has done a lot of genius things as we touched upon or more than touched upon last week, but also he's he's been fortuitous in places as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: And and he's always seemed to be a kind of uh, all in kind of guy. Uh and yeah. you could you could tell he would he threw Everything at Austin once he realized that Austin was the next big thing. Um, he threw everything. I think everything we've kind of covered the little run from uh the um from the Montreal screw job all the way through the uh, the 98 Rumble and then Austin winning the title at WrestleMania 14 on on um uh, chain wrestling. And going back and, and seeing these incidents in in Singularity and then following the timeline, it was clear that once. Uh Vince pinned his hopes on Shawn Michaels, and then there was a realisation that maybe Shawn Michaels wasn't the guy to carry the company forward. He was scrambling for, for somebody to take up that mantle, and Austin was that guy. Now, if it wasn't for this promo, Austin wouldn't have been that guy. So we would have had Shawn Michaels, essentially, maybe the only one who could carry the company through. Um So... When he fancied it. Yeah, and that's if we got to that point. Uh, because without Austin, we don't break out of that uh that uh, new generation style of booking without him pushing the the reality of of hating your boss and, and kind of letting us uh behind the fourth wall knowing that um uh, this ring announcer and this commentator Vince was actually the owner of the company. Yeah, I don't I don't think we get that that huge storyline of of Austin versus McMahon, So. You know. yeah, it, it it's a massive kind of butterfly effect.
3: It really is. And and then that takes you even further. Obviously, the rock's rise to prominence is as the corporate rock with Vince McMahon mm-hmm.
2: yeah. fighting in Austin. Well, yeah, we've just got to we've just got to the rock on um a changing attitude and it's the Rocky Mayor rock. And we're quickly getting to the point where they're chanting da Rocky Da. So the rock doesn't get the push.
3: No then WWF oh. genuinely screwed them. Mm-hmm. I just... Uh, I've, I mean, it's, it's interesting to, I want to see how those ca- careers diverge at that point. So so Triple H doesn't win King of the Ring. Austin does. So you go almost a year later, WrestleMania 13, Austin's got one of the greatest matches ever against Bret Hitman Hart. Mm-hmm. Triple H is fighting Goldust. WrestleMania later, Austin is fighting Shawn Michaels with Mike Tyson as referee again, one of the most massive mainstream capturing matches WWF have ever, WWF have ever done. Triple H was in a European title match against Owen Hart. So they, I mean, it's, it's crazy how their careers divert. Triple, Triple H's career was postponed for two years, essentially.
2: Yeah, he, he was a lacquer for, for yeah. two years when he could have been on level par with, uh, show Michael's and, 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 Michael's at this time was, was, was face triple H was, was heel. Um, so he could have been the neck and neck between him and him and, um, Shawn Michael's, we may have never got DX. That's where I'm coming to, <laughs>
3: because as you say, Austin started off the, uh, the, um, the dive into kind of the profanity and, uh, Mature rated uh content, if you like, but it was Degeneration X that then kind of pushed that even further. And if Triple H wins King of the Ring and his career skyrockets off the back of that in a similar way to Austin's did, surely Degeneration X doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um which which just changes that changes Triple H's entire career. His whole yeah. career, which is <laughs> which up until a few years ago was still going on. Uh just completely changes. Um, And and I don't think the podcast is long enough to say all the ways in which it works.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the guy's multiple-time world champion. He's a a Grand Slam winner. Um, He's done everything that there is to do as a wrestler, uh, married into the family. I mean, does that happen um, without this incident? Uh, There's enough kind of like wrinkles in the timeline where um, does he... Does he bring in China as as part of uh, his team? Because I, I know China was someone who he pushed to bring into the company as as a bodyguard. If he's already in that upper echelon of, of being a um a ta- a champion and uh, a, a well a world champion contender because of the King of the Ring win and because of uh, the kind of escalated uh, timeline with winning the continental title and then being pushed into into the mainframe, does he feel that need to bring in China as a valet? That, that that doesn't happen because mm-hmm. tri- Triple H's entire uh, this
3: this one yeah Triple H's entire career from kind of that point is is he's not as good as the other guys, but he will claw and he'll fight and he'll cheat mm-hmm. and he'll use his power to be the champion. But but you know he's not as good as Michaels. He's not as good as Undertaker. He's not as good as Austin. He's not as good as Rock. But he he'll, he'll be championed by Hook or by Crook, and mm-hmm. that's why China comes in. If it, if he wins the King of the Ring and he and he and he claims to be, become a world title contender through merit, he's a completely yeah he's a completely different character. And, and you're right about um, kind of does does he even the the does him and Stephanie come together or does he rise to the same prominence within the company? Because a a lot of the rumor is that because he took the punishment on behalf of the other three guys and because he took it and he, and he never complained about it and he just worked harder to, to claw himself back up into, in in Vince's kind of eyes. Actually, that's where Triple H earns the respect. He didn't have respect when he was in the click because they were pricks yeah um but he but but did it, 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 the, the locker room see, and particularly undertaker apparently saw that actually this isn't this isn't fair he's taking the rap for four guys here and uh but he's, he's just doing it and he, he wants he wants to work work on and, and go past that so i think yeah that does there's something in that does he keep his job because of that because when nash and uh Nash and Hall have gone and X Pac have gone. Um and Shawn Michaels is starting to get a bit flaky. Does Vince just sack Triple H? If he if if he's if he's reacted to that punishment in in a well, no, in this scenario the punishment didn't happen because the curtain call didn't happen. So mm-hmm. he'd probably just go on being a bit of a prick backstage. But as that power of the click disappears, then he's just a prick with no friends, so
2: Vince fires him. Never marry, never marry Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, I mean that—that—that's certainly a, a scenario. But I think uh, the way he took the punishment um, shows that uh, deep down he has a lot of respect for the kind of um, the older rules of wrestling. The, so I think if he didn't have that kind of um, that power structure with the click, uh, if it was just him and Sean, uh, i think he he starts to be more of a um more of a, an elder statesman backstage kind of like one of the uh the the locker room leaders uh especially if he wins the king of the ring then goes on to 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 win uh, uh more uh kind of uh, singles titles um i think he he doesn't become the douchebag that that was part of DX. He doesn't have that character. I think he sticks with the kind of a snotty blue blood style character for a lot longer uh, because the whole kind of uh, DX uh, character was built on the back of, of what Austin was doing. It was built on the back of, instead of we are playing a character, we are being ourselves we're just turning the dial all the way up and and we're kind of over-exaggerating our our uh, characteristics, I suppose. So I don't think that happens. I think he stays as as kind of like Hunter Hurst Helmsley, the the Greenwich, Connecticut blue blood who looks down upon people. Uh and he plays the heel to show Michaels who was at that time the the face. Um, so let's uh let's look at Shawn Michaels. Obviously, he faced no punishment, uh, nope. or, or you would or you or you would suggest he faced no punishment. Um, but you've also um got to remember his title runs didn't actually last that long. It's not that long after this happens that he's dropping the title to Psycho Sid. Um, so with with the way that um that diesel who and and uh, razor left does sarcocid get brought into the company um because he essentially was replacing the big men that were leaving um that that leads then to uh, the storyline with camp cornet and vader and then the turn uh, for for sean michaels uh, on uh on sarcosid then a, an attempt at a double turn uh, at survivor series ninety six uh, which then um, leads to to Shawn Michaels dropping the title, getting it back um, later on in the year, and then uh, really kind of starting that feud with with Bret Hart about um, him kind of wanting essentially to be the man in wrestling and. Uh, um, doing anything necessary to to keep that spot which ironically led to him getting injured and having to leave the company for four years uh, and really kind of uh, assessing his life goals um do you think that uh this uh the punishment laid onto uh triple h and him um michael's essentially getting away with it scot-free um do you think that 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 um, situation would change? Do you think that Michaels would would stay on the same trajectory, or do you think that um, there'd be kind of any alterations in what happens with him? Yeah. So obviously, the
3: the big the big thing with Michaels is obviously we get to we get to WrestleMania um uh, thirteen, isn't it? Mm-hmm and he refuses to to drop the title to to Bret Hart which is obviously he he says he's injured um but he's clearly not um and that that then is obviously the catalyst for for
2: for Montreal um now i mean even even before that though if we get to SummerSlam 1996 he refused to drop the title to Vader exactly now, I, 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 I wonder, I wonder
3: if the if the non-punishment of Shaw Michaels after after the uh, the curtain call gave gave Michaels the confidence to behave in that way through '96 and '97. Mm-hmm. He essentially what Vince said to him was, "If you've wasn't well, said to everyone, if you've got that title, you're you're impervious to punishment. I can't punish you." Well, you can, Vince. You chose. You chose not to. I
2: mean, I like- later, later in the in the timeline, he he punished RVD when he was uh, world champion. What did What did he do? i not. I don't know that one. So he was he was smoking weed, and I think it was with Hacks or Jim Duggan. Um, they got pulled over by the police, and uh, they were smoking the wacky tobacco uh, and. Uh, um, I mean, he just won the world title and then he ended up dropping it essentially on a house show about two or three days later. God.
3: <laughs> he obviously changed his mind. Shawn Michaels obviously changed his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, think, I think it's too much of a leap to say Montreal wouldn't happen, but I do think that Shawn Michaels evading punishment uh, definitely emboldened him. It lets Shawn know I can get away with it. I can get I can get away with, um, with, uh, with 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 playing politics in Montreal. I can get away with it at WrestleMania. Um, obviously, if the curtain call doesn't happen, then that situation never happens. And maybe Shawn Michaels is a bit a bit more um, or a bit less political. But mm-hmm. yes, that's a big leap. We know what he was like back then. Um, yeah. prob- maybe wouldn't have made a difference.
0: PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five ninety nine dollars per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv,
3: promo code ChairShot.
2: TheChairShot.com. Always
0: use your head.
2: Um, We already know that they were jumping ship to WCW. So uh, in terms of punishment from the company, um, nothing really uh, was there for Vince to be able to do. But I think there's an argument to be made that perhaps they saw one of their friends getting punished for something that that they did and that kind of um, gave him ammunition to essentially attack that company. Uh, if you remember when they came over and yeah. uh, they they were almost acting like invaders, um, um, acting like they were coming from the WWF to to invade WCW. Uh, but once that kind of uh, rolled into the NWO, it was it was literally just a war, and they were doing everything they could to kind of have digs at WWF. Um, do you think that if all of them escaped uh, the punishment and the incident uh, didn't happen, uh, that they they would have that kind of feeling where they wanted to attack the company that was punishing their friend. Yeah, I think there must,
3: there must be something in that because why would National Hall go to WCW and and attack WF like that, their former employers? Because WF never treated them badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's unusual to jump to another company and attack, attack, attack. Uh, you see it now with AEW, you don't you don't see Daniel Bryan attacking, attacking, attacking WF. He's actually quite complimentary about them. Whereas mm-hmm. with where someone like CM Punk who feels he's been wronged, he does attack. So yeah. I don't know of anything else in National Hall's history in WF that would have caused that. So it must be the the unfairness that was that that, that they treated Triple H with. Mm-hmm. But also in the same way, Shawn Michaels, I think Shawn Michaels is emboldened by no punishment. I think even though they switched company, Nash and Hall were, they, they probably felt even more untouchable that they'd got away with doing that. And are you telling me they didn't walk into WCW and Bischoff seeing um, seeing these videos, of which made a fool of WF at the time. Mm-hmm. You didn't congratulate them on
2: that, give them a big hug. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every time there was uh, any kind of issue with WF, Bischoff jumped on it the exactly the, the uh Alundra Blazers uh, leaving the company with the towel. He absolutely jumped on it. Um the the um the stuff with the Montreal Screwjob and Rick Rude uh telling him the uh, what had gone on he jumped on that that storyline the the whole kind of mancans or win the world towel today uh, that'll put butts in seats he jumped on any kind of uh uh error by WWF to where he thought he could gain an advantage. So I think him seeing this video, seeing that uh two of his new stars coming over, that was ammunition for 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 Eric Bischoff to attack WWF.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So so they they walk in on just on a higher level straight away. Because mm-hmm. they've already, before even walking into a WCW building, done something to hurt the opposition. So mm-hmm. so they're like they're heroes immediately. And I think that clearly plays into the part, plays into their attitude when they arrive at WCW and and all the things they got up to there.
2: Yep, I, I agree. It's, it's it's interesting how many different kind of a uh, um, wrinkles and and waves this one 20-second incident caused for the the whole of the wrestling world. It's um, mad, isn't it?
3: So I've got well, I've got someone else that you just mentioned. If we if we could just jump back to WWF, go for it. Mankind, Mick Foley. Now, Triple H doesn't win in 1996, the King of the Ring, but he does win in 1997, and I I think that 1997 King of the Ring. So he's now got China, and it's China who screws Mankind out of the the King of the Ring final. Mm-hmm. That really created the sympathetic character of Mankind. Yep. Up to, up to that point, he was still kind of the the psychopath ripping his hair out squealing at kind of a heel kind of not not really anything but the mankind that would go on and become so loved in fans eyes because he was the massive underdog that i think that i think that's created a king of the ring 97 by triple h
2: yeah, and, and, and Mankind goes on to be one of the biggest stars in the company, one of the most beloved stars in the company, multiple-time world champion. Um, yeah, so that's that's a, a, a wrinkle I didn't even consider. Uh, yeah, so it, it's, the butterfly effect is just huge on this one tiny little incident. It is, isn't it?
3: And, of course, Triple H and M- Mankind, they, Cactus Jack, Triple H and Mick Foley, they... they, they, they... Their careers were linked for for years and had some some incredible matches. the The Royal Rumble um, was it Last Man Standing or Hell in a Cell. Uh, it was a street fight, I think. Street fight, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just, I I, 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 just don't see Mick, Mick Foley becoming as big without without that loss to, to Hunter.
2: Yeah, and and like I said, if Hunter had won the year previously, there, there was no reason for him to to win that the 97 king ring because back then the king ring was always like the this is the next big star or this is who the wf are, are pinning their hopes on um kind of like a stepping stone if hunter had already won that king ring he had no reason to even be in uh the the 97 king ring so yeah that's a, a really exactly. really good point so i wonder who wins it shamrock well, um, it's like <laughs> '97. I, I don't think Shamrock, uh, looking back on it, I don't think Shamrock was in it. I think Ahmed Johnson was in, uh, um, potentially he could have won it. Gold Dust, um, who obviously was a huge star and a multiple time RC champion. Um, Savio Vega was in it. Um, Jerry Lawler. Um, so you'd be looking at, at Mankind or, or Ahmed Johnson. I don't think Ahmed Johnson really needed the rub. Um, he was already a massive, massive star anyway. Um, but Mankind was in this kind of like, this struggling position, I suppose, where he'd had this huge uh, storyline with with Undertaker and then nothing much, because he was a very one-dimensional character that he was essentially brought in to, to be a, a foil for Undertaker. So... He needed this kind of, like I said, sympathetic edge to his character to to kind of move him on from that. Uh, and if he didn't get that, he doesn't become the the huge star that he that he, he ended up becoming, and the multi-time uh, New York's uh, bestseller uh, author. <laughs> exactly. We don't uh, get I've... Fall is God as a book <laughs> if it isn't for the. the <laughs> the there you Kevin go. <laughs>
3: you you mentioned Jerry Lawler. There was in the tournament. I I may have done him a disservice there because he actually did a lot for mankind in that tournament as well. To make to make <laughs> him the sympathetic that he, I mean, he was fucking horrible on the mic. <laughs> to Mankind before that match,
2: so well, I think mean, you didn't even need to say it to Mankind. Just ended it. He was fucking horrible on the mark. He was horrible. That, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I, I, I do
3: think I, I do, I do think King of the Ring ninety seven was was a bit of the making of, of Mick Foley, and mm-hmm. that's due to Lawler and and Hunter.
2: Yep, I, I agree. So, um, to kind of like round it off, um, how do you think that this affects? kayfabe in general i mean like like we said um this was almost seen as the death of kayfabe heels and faces never mixed um do you think that kayfabe would would be alive and kicking or do you think this was delaying the inevitable that uh we were becoming smarter fans we had more uh knowledge about these wrestlers as people uh and we were kind of uh peeping behind the curtain more and more um or do you think this is the crux of 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 essentially where we are now where uh kayfabe is is not a thing
3: yeah i i don't think its effect on kayfabe is massive i, I think it i think it, it is the tipping point where everyone just kind of goes uh let's forget about that now but it was coming anyway and 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 the the reason i I don't think it had such an effect was if you just watched if you just watched wf tv the curtain call never happened Mm -hmm. It, it it only only happened as you say two people snuck um video cameras in god knows how big they were back in 96 they must been... <laughs> 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 <of> rocket launchers. <laughs> uh, they did sneak them in but those videos only only went on uh, like um fan forum websites and yeah. like were picked up by sits and the likes of that if if you're on those sites or, or you're reading um reading rest observer then uh Kayfabe already doesn't. You don't. You already know it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. You know. You're. You're already. You've already peeked behind the curtain. So. So I, so I. So I just don't think it. It did break kayfabe in. I don't think it was the reason kayfabe broke. The steroid trial trial had already happened as well, where Vince had already had to admit that it was, that it was orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in a court of law. Um, and I think, uh, as I said, I've, I don't know if I said last week or on a pr- previous episode of Badlands. I, I think it really is just TV that breaks kayfabe. Um, when 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 wrestling, be, when wrestling becomes more of a TV show than a live event, and it's a, a glossy TV show, and I think the biggest thing is the action replays. Then you you just start to see it fall apart a bit anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was always coming. Yeah. What What do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, I think I think you're right. We were we were always getting to a uh, an era where we we had this information at our fingertips. The internet was a a, a massively burgeoning thing, and um, when you are interested in wrestling, like I said, fan fan forums and bulletin boards were already a thing. I mean, back in in those days, you were. Probably getting ready to start your e fedding and stuff like that. So <laughs> it, it was, it was always a uh, was always going to to go by the wayside. And then you get that the the uh, the statement by Vince saying how he doesn't want to uh offend fans anymore that uh that wrestling is just like real life. It's not black and white. It's multiple shades of grey. He doesn't want to insult our intelligence. So it was always going to go by the wayside. Um, I think that this was, it was just kind of like the the push over the edge, I suppose, where um, Vince knew that he essentially couldn't stop this, this kind of, um, this run to kayfabe dying Um and and that he would have have to eventually change the way he produced uh uh wrestling um and, and TV because people were were not believing in in the superhero characters anymore. They were more interested in the real people behind the the, the wrestling characters. And I think that's why WCW was so hot because it felt real. You felt like you knew these people as as real people, where we still had on WWF, we still had uh, Rikishi running around dressed up as the Sheik. We still had, um, we still, had still had Dustin Rhodes dressed up as a, an androgynous um, sex doll. Um, <laughs> so the the, the characters. Um, we're always going to to die off, and and KFA was always going to die off. So I don't think it had much of an effect. I think it maybe just sped it up a little bit. Yeah,
3: I, I hear the brilliant quote. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know who to credit for it. Um, but um, I, f- I think this is is this is the point where WWF ceases to be a wrestling company and becomes a TV show about a wrestling company. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I I don't know who said it, but I
2: love I love that. I think it's actually true. <laughs> Maybe this is the point where Vince fell out of love with wrestling because yeah we we always hear the rumors that Vince doesn't particularly like wrestling. It's just he it, that's the business that he's in uh, and he is essentially wanted to be a money making conglomerate. That just works in the wrestling uh, scene. Uh, and if he could do a wrestling show with zero wrestling on, he'd be a very happy, happy chappy. Um, so <laughs> maybe this is what killed wrestling for him. He was a believer. He killed kayfabe for Vince in this moment. That's it. <laughs> Stephanie doesn't even call it wrestling, she calls it conflict resolution. <laughs> and, and that would not surprise me. It really, really wouldn't. Whenever she does an interview, she does say it's, it's 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 about conflict resolution. Jesus Christ! And and that's the biggest company in the game, folks. Yeah, the world conflict resolution entertainment.
3: And the man who took the punishment for the curtain call is like second in command, third in command. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so let's let's uh, wrap this up with a, a a neat little bow, I suppose. Or as, as neat as we can. So if the current call didn't happen, um we don't get Austin. Or we don't get Austin 316, should I say. Um he he potentially doesn't become the huge star uh that that he um he became. That that kind of sets off a, a domino effect in in WWF uh, struggling against WCW and potentially uh, leading to the the company not being able to compete. Um, in terms of Triple H, um, we think we I mean I'm 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 paraphrasing, but I think we both agree that he still becomes a big star. Um, it it just happens a lot quicker um, and maybe not. Um, in, in terms of him being uh, another kind of anti-authority figure. I um, think he becomes
3: a, a, a bigger, more
2: different star. Completely yeah, different pretty stars. much. Yeah. Uh, but then there's there's also the kind of uh, roll-on effects of, of people, like you said, like uh, Mankind, who, um, like I said, I didn't even uh, contemplate the, the effect it has on him, but... We don't get that that huge star, uh, and it, we don't get the huge star in the rock. Uh, we don't get that that kind of era of WF where there were six to eight people you could pin the, the towel on at any one time, and the company still look really legitimate. We don't have that that kind of overabundance of, of top stars in the company. No, don't get China. No, we don't, and we have Shawn Michaels still being the massive dick that he was. Yeah,
3: probably, <laughs> he's probably in this reality. He's probably still doing it now. Yeah, refusing <laughs> yeah. to drop the title at sixty-eight years of age or whatever he is. <laughs> he, he's
2: he's wanting to break Bruno Sammartino's record uh, for the <laughs> longest ever reign. <read. laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was a, a fun breakdown of uh, a very kind of like macrocosm uh, event, uh, and it was interesting. Like 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 you said, how many kind of. Um, how many kind of effects this one little incident had on the on the wrestling uh, world it's, it's almost as big as the, the one we discussed last week I think with uh, Vince buying the the WF. Um, this tiny incident had so much knock-on effect with the rest of the, the the wrestling world that it essentially changed or it was a massive part of a change in in uh, outlook for the for the whole company.
3: Yeah, I think we we picked so far. We picked three era
2: changing moments. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to be able to keep that run up with your next pick, sir? Well, I've gone different.
3: I've gone yeah. a bit different now, um, stepping away from the business end a little bit, and maybe into the realms of it's not quite fantasy booking, but it, it's realms of what would happen to the characters rather than rather than uh, the business. And it is,
2: what if Brock Lesnar hadn't defeated the streak? Oh, interesting. So that's, like I said, that's essentially a fancy booking. You can, um you can either go down the Brock, Brock Lesnar route and and see what happens with him, or you can we can work out what happens with Undertaker, what happens with the streak. Um Perfect. So yeah, the rule. The rule though.
3: Is that everything oh, up to that point? Everything yeah. up to that point stays the same. You can't you can't break the streak earlier. Okay, so it was always Undertaker beats Brock Lesnar, and then from there, what? so
2: he was always twenty one and all.
3: Yes. Okay,
2: and I, I was saying that 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 match happens.
3: That match happens. Undertaker beats Brock Lesnar, and from the moment moment the ref
2: counts three, what if? Interesting. That's uh, some nice. I mean, that, I didn't even kind of think about going down the the fancy booking route. I was more like uh, the kind of pivotal moments or little kind of like moments in wrestling history. Uh, what if they didn't happen? But yeah, I think that's a a really interesting one. Um, it'll be interesting to 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 delve into that. Yeah. Um, I
3: th- and it doesn't it doesn't just have to be booking. I mean, Brock Lesnar is big business. What happens to the business if Brock Lesnar doesn't become mm-hmm. the Brock he is now? You know, or yeah. maybe maybe he still does. Who knows? We'll talk about it
2: next week. We <laughs> certainly will. So. <laughs> tune in to uh badlands next week for for that uh yeah i think it's a really interesting topic uh but yep yeah, that's that's pretty much all from us this week want to give another kind of like um shout out to to ray i unfortunately wasn't able to to be here for this episode but hopefully he'll be back uh um firing on all cylinders for, for next week i'd like to hear his takes on uh on brock and and the undertaker uh but aside from that mr tollis it's your favorite part of the week Love this part.
3: Well, I don't <laughs> love this part. I don't. I don't like saying. I don't like saying goodbye, dear. Oh, yeah. bullshit!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. I hope, I hope you really enjoyed that one. I, I I had a lot of fun researching that one and and just talking through it there over over, over the past hour or so. Um, come and join us again next week. So uh, easiest way to do that is to go to your favorite podcast provider and subscribe to cheer Shop radio every Thursday badlands will be dropping. And as you say, we'll be talking about what if Brock Lesnar hadn't beaten the undertaker for the streak uh, next week. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow him at PodfatherMags mags over on there. Um, and obviously he's just got an abundance of amazing podcasts. You can check out across numerous networks um i'm not i'm not gonna plug them all but if you if you follow him you can find them um fantastic stuff i'm at in on twitter at raincounter and uh good our good friend ray uh he's at ray cash that's ray as in mysterio and cash with the dollar sign oh it's ray cash sorry it's ray
2: cash brilliant (laughs)
3: <laughs> I got it. I got there. I got there. Um, head over to um pro wrestling forward slash the cheer shop, where you can find um loads of lovely t-shirt and merch if you fancy something nice for Christmas with some cheer shot apparel, it'll always be uh, appreciated. Um you can go over to the cheershot.com for all your hard hitting pro wrestling news and opinion and i think that's it i think i've covered them all there so uh unless uh mag says otherwise i'm going to ask you please always use your head take care of yourselves um and come back next week and, and, and talk to us again